0: Welcome to Mars Messina Presents. I am Mars and today is Saturday, September 10th, 2022. We at Mars Messina Presents would like to extend our salutations to the late, great Queen Elizabeth II as she transitions from this life to the next. The second Elizabethan era is closed and we have experienced A remarkable 70 year reign with this sovereign who is the longest serving monarch in British history and the second uh, longest serving monarch in world history. Louis XIV served longer. I forgot by how much longer I had this written down and uh, I lost that little slip of paper. So, love her or not, um, this is a remarkable woman who has passed. And I was, um, you know, uh, because I look for signs and wonders in nature, and I thought it was pretty wild that uh, right around the time of her passing, it may have been a few minutes before or after or maybe even during. The British people had uh, gathered at Buckingham Palace in vigil and it had been raining. And for just a few moments, a really vivid rainbow appeared over London. And I think that was her way. You know, she, again, like her or not, she spent 70 years of devotion and service to her Her job, and she wasn't even supposed to be the queen. Uh, Her uncle abdicated the throne, and he didn't have any children. So that job went to her brother or her father, who didn't even want the job, but he had to, you know, he had to serve, and then he died young. So she was only, I believe, 26 when she became the queen, and she died at 96 on September 8th. A young Princess Elizabeth promised her Commonwealth that she would dedicate her life to their service, and indeed, she did. So maybe, um, it won't be today, but maybe um, in the next week or so we will dedicate a show either to her life and her reign, or um, I, I started reading, even before she died, I started reading this book on um, on how each of the different houses um, of the British monarchy, how uh, they progressed or processed or there's like this linear timeline and it tells you about all the different reigning kings and queens and what they did and what time period they were in and it's it's really quite fascinating. Anyway on to today's show. So for Episode 20. Oh, I almost said 22. No, it's 2022. That's the year. Episode 72. We will address the coming of autumn. And as we watch nature transition from lush, hot and bright to something decaying, cooler, a little darker and a little more diffuse. We wonder if we ourselves should mimic nature somehow in order to stay healthy and vibrant, as nature uh, tends to. Those who follow what's called an Ayurvedic diet would suggest that we should absolutely change our diets and activities to reflect the fall and the coming changes. So we're gonna talk about the Ayurvedic diet. So what is Ayurveda? It's more than just a popular form of alternative medicine. It is an ancient system of holistic healing unlike any other. The name Ayurveda is derived from two words in the ancient Sanskrit language. "ayah," meaning life or longevity and Veda meaning science or sacred knowledge. Ayurveda's definition therefore roughly translates as the science of longevity or the sacred knowledge of life. At its root, Arya is a holistic tradition and a way of living that can help each of us claim um, and celebrate our capacity for wellness. So, Arya helps us to sync up with our truest inner nature and to honor and develop our strengths, to hone in on our challenging areas, to redirect detrimental tendencies, and to maintain balance in the face of adversity. In other words, Ayurveda is not simply about taking an herbal formula and waiting for the results. Ayurveda instead encourages you to be an active participant in your own process toward healing. Thought to be over 5,000 years old, Ayurvedic medicine teaches us to see the world as it relates to the elements, or to what's called doshas, and we'll talk more in depth about doshas. But the three doshas are called vata, pitta, and kapha. Autumn itself, I mean, we as individuals, we, we contain one or possibly more of those doshas but so do the seasons. Now autumn is dry, rough, windy, erratic, cool, subtle, clear, and darker. These are all qualities shared by the Vata Dosha. And because like increases like, autumn is considered a Vata season. This same principle illustrates why taking a few simple steps to balance Vata this fall can be tremendously beneficial. Ayurveda considers a seasonal routine as an important cornerstone of your health all year round. Balancing the nature of your local climate with lifestyle choices that offset the potential for season-induced imbalances is one of the simplest ways that you can protect your well-being. But keep in mind that the seasons vary wildly from place to place, as do the qualities they engender in the human beings that are partaking in this. So what I'm going through today is very basic knowledge, and if you really want to dive deep into the Ayurvedic lifestyle and diet, there are books. There are YouTube videos. Uh, there's, there's all kinds of information out there that can get you deeper into it. But we will kind of end, um, before Bedtime Stories from the Acoustic Bookshelf, we will end today's episode with a little um, quiz that you can take to ascertain maybe which dosha you are. <clears throat> anyway, again, autumn is the classic vata season a vata season is whatever time of year most embodies the attributes that characterize vata dosha so again dry lightish and i don't mean like you know the sun going down and up i mean um you know um thin or wispy that's what i mean by light dry light cold rough, subtle, mobile, and clear or empty. Okay. Um, Again, depending on where you live, the dry and expansive qualities of Vata may be the principal components of your environment um, in other seasons as well. Um, So Vata can actually even show up as early as summer. And if autumn is followed by a very dry and cold, isolating winter, well, then winter can also contain vata. Beginning to observe your environment from this qualitative perspective empowers you to respond to both daily and seasonal changes in your local climate. The truth is that many of us adopt seasonally appropriate habits already because you're buying whatever the market has and you're not even completely conscious that you're doing this. So for instance, summer is a time when we often enjoy salads and watermelon, um, things like this. Both perfect anecdotes to the heat and the intensity of summer whereas by October and November, we're often baking things like pumpkin bread and um, eating stew and soups, foods that are naturally subdue, um, or foods that naturally subdue the dry, light, and erratic nature of fall, something that grounds us. So that's what we have to think about with fall. We're looking for something grounding in our diet, We're looking for something grounding in our activities. Look at how nature grounds, sheds its leaves, sheds the things that they don't need anymore, and they fall to the ground. And there's a lot of stuff going on in the ground in the fall. So all the ecosystems of the insects, they're very busily working um, to prepare for the winter. So grounding, we're talking about grounding. Substantive, oily, nourishing foods that are high in protein, high in fat, brought to life with warming, stimulating spices, and served hot, will go a long way toward maintaining your internal reserves of moisture and keeping you grounded for the Vata season now again you know even though generally speaking this is a very good idea people like pitta have to really watch out for the spices because they're already pretty hot okay um and oily so they may have to back off a little bit it's not that it's not good for them but they may have to back off a little bit of the spices anyway <clears throat> continuing on here You'll also want to favor the sweet, sour, and salty tastes, tastes, tastes. In general, eat mushy soft foods and garnish them generously with clarified butter or ghee or oil, like a olive oil. Breakfasts of cooked grains, oatmeal. Okay, Um, I, Grits, um, cream of wheat. I love cream of wheat. Tapioca, cream of rice. Perfect for this coming type of year, okay? Lunches and dinners that include steamed vegetables, um, grains, soups, again, stews. They're grounding and they're moisturizing. If you do eat meat and eggs, this is one of the best times of the year to enjoy them. As things get colder, and darker and drier dairy products if you can eat them and all nuts and seeds if you can eat them are also beneficial in the fall so I'm gonna just run through a really quick list of ideal vada season foods so enjoy fruits um, anything that's in season your apples, cook your apples, you know, sprinkle them a little bit with um, cinnamon. Um, have avocados. Those are very anti-inflammatory. Bananas, um, potassium-filled dates, figs, grapefruit, grapes, lemons, limes, mangoes, oranges, papayas. Soak your prunes, soak your raisins. Eat tangerines. These are great vada, fruits. So now let's talk about vegetables. Now, we know that in any diet we should be um, plant-based anyway, or mostly plant-based. So you're eating beets, like the ground, the root, vegetables of the ground. Okay, beets, carrots. Eat chilies, garlic, okra, onions, pumpkins, winter squashes, sweet potatoes, things that are popping up out of the ground. Eat those. Grains, amaranth, basmati rice, brown rice, oats, quinoa, I just had a bunch of quinoa yesterday, wheat, um, legumes. One of my favorite things to eat in the fall is a good lentil soup. So lentil soup you know um, kidney beans miso soup um, mung beans i've never eaten mung beans but i know people who do and swear by them and if you do eat dairy butter buttermilk ghee which is the clarified butter cheese cream kefir um, warm milk sour cream and yogurt Um, a big go-to for me all time at all times of year is Greek yogurt. And this, you, you know, you could get a um, make a nice lentil soup and then put a dollop of Greek yogurt on it rather than sour cream if you're looking to lose weight. This is a great way to garnish it. Now if you do eat meat, um, beef, buffalo, chicken, crab, duck, um, fish, lobster, oysters, shrimp, turkey, venison, All good things to eat in the fall. In fact, a lot of um, hunters are hunting for these animals in the fall. Now, even the things we eat can get controversial, so if there's anyone out there who is vegetarian or vegan, I understand why you're saying, no, 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 I understand, but this is part of an Ayurvedic diet, and that's what the show is about today. Oils um, that you can use are almond oil, ghee, olive oil, peanut oil, safflower oil, sesame oil, honey, Um, or I just jumped from oils to sweeteners. Um, So those are the oils, sesame, safflower, peanut, olive oil, ghee, almond butter, or yeah, almond butter too but we're talking about oil. Now the sweeteners you can eat are honey, maple syrup, molasses, rice syrup, and raw sugar. And here we come to the spices. Most of these are recommended for most everyone, but you got to check in with your own dosha to see how much of it is good for you and how much is a little too much. So all these really fun fall um, flavors, like allspice, is on the list. Anise, basil, bay leaf, black pepper, cardamom, cinnamon, clove, cumin, dill, garlic, ginger, mustard seeds, nutmeg, oregano, paprika, parsley, rosemary, saffron, and turmeric. All great spices to use, and I use probably three quarters of those Um, and they're great. They're great. They're anti-inflammatory and they are delicious. Now, um, as there's foods that you should eat in the Vada season, there's also foods that you want to minimize. In general, you want to reduce your consumption of raw vegetables. Eat them cooked. Um, Cold and frozen foods, and this is trouble for me because I love ice in a drink. I'm very American that way. And I just took a sip of one, an iced drink. There's nothing like it. Even in the dead of winter for me, I love it. But we should kind of avoid that a little bit, cold and frozen foods. And um, also avoid anything bitter, pungent, and astringent it is best to minimize light cooling and drying foods like broccoli cabbage cauliflower sprouts leafy greens all the stuff that we eat in the summer you know all the salad stuff white potatoes beans you can eat legumes i don't know why we can eat legumes and not beans but this is what the list the Ayurvedic list that has existed for 5,000 years, okay, um, and has been updated by Ayurvedic um, practitioners who are very serious about this and dieticians. Popcorn is on this list. That bums me out because that is my go-to snack. Uh, Crackers, millet, and dried fruit are on the list of foods to minimize. Yeah, see, I guess you don't have to cut them all out altogether. Minimize them. In fact, it says if you do eat the foods, just, you know, um, if you can cook them, cook them well or serve them with ghee, serve them with something that is good that you can eat them with. So um, let's talk about lifestyle tips, like things we do rather than just eat. So it's good to practice a daily routine no matter what type of year it is. One of the most effective ways to support Vada is by establishing a daily routine because Vada tends to be flighty. It tends not to go deep. It tends not to ground, okay? And this is a type of year to ground. So establish a daily routine. Um, Try to do the same things at the same time, like waking up, exercising, preparing and eating your meals, the time you go to bed, etc. At Again, roughly the same times each day. Set the tone for your day by rising early, taking full advantage of the silence, the stillness, and the peace that are intrinsic to early morning hours. Now, I have a dog who wakes me up at 4 a.m., so now my internal clock is set for that. And it's painful getting up, but I'll tell you, I'm glad I have like that hour or two before I have to leave, that I have that to myself because sometimes I just need to sit and meditate or sometimes I'm a little antsy and then that's when I can do my exercise. So it's really a gift to wake up that early. Massage yourself, okay? You know, if you have aching forearms because you're typing all day, just give yourself a massage, massage your feet massage your face your head then you can cool your nervous system you're awakening your tissues and you ground your energy by massaging your skin and use a little oil maybe even warm it up a little bit not hot just warm it up a little bit you know maybe if you have some olive oil you know sitting in the cabinet just take a little bit of it warm it up and massage yourself with it Um, but only a little bit because Otherwise, you're going to be like oily, 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 oily if you use a whole bunch. Follow this practice with a warm, relaxing shower, leaving a coat of oil on the skin to absorb through the day. Steam baths, humidifiers, okay? These can help preserve internal moisture as well. And and if you have an abundance of, of internal moisture, like if... You know, you might have allergies this season that actually clears as well as preserves. It'll clear abundance of moisture and it will preserve the healthy amount of moisture doing this. Um, Try yoga and meditation. This is something I've been doing for years. Um, And it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Just try some gentle yoga. Again, put on a YouTube video and look up gentle yoga. 10 or 15 minutes of meditation. This will further your sense of stability and wellness. And if I didn't do this every day, I'm serious. I think I'd be dead. I, And I know that sounds like dramatic, but in my case, mm-mm, I think something tragic would have happened with me if I didn't. You know stretch and do a little yoga and pray and meditate I don't know Um, it would be an ugly ugly sight so I do these things to keep myself on some sort of even keel and um, I can present pretty well into society anyway um, use warming aromas if you do enjoy a little fragrance geranium and citrus essential oils are very appropriate for this time of year Dress for the season wear autumn colors where appropriate this is something i have to work on too because i tend to um default to black but reds yellows oranges whites you know um, mimic the leaves wear enough clothes that you stay warm throughout the day And when you step out into the elements, cover your head and ears, protecting them from biting wind and cold. Now, where I am right now, we're not even close to that. Um, Although where I am now, things can change on a dime. But right now it's still pretty warm and it looks like it's going to be warm for a while. But we have to prepare now um, our clothing because we never know when it's going to come. And it will come fast. So be prepared with uh, your fall clothing. Some exercise tips for Vata season. Vata is very easily aggravated by fast mobile activities. So consider slow, gentle, strengthening forms of exercise, which is why yoga is so appropriate. And I'm not talking about the hot yoga or the um, power yoga that a lot of people think is yoga, where you're moving in and out of the poses really quickly and sweating. I'm talking about the poses where you get into the pose and you stay there for like two minutes. You will be surprised how hard it is. It is hard. It's hard, but it is so good for your bones. It's so good for your ligaments. And it's just so good for your internal spiritual strength. Walking, hiking, swimming, biking and Tai Chi are also very good choices, provided that they are done with an appropriate level of intensity. The best times of day to exercise are in the early morning hours, like 6 to 10 a.m and the evening hours, again 6 to 10, but this time p.m. Ideally, exercise is about 50 to 70 percent of your capacity during the fall. You know, um, in the summertime, you know, we're all so active and you you could just go all out in the summertime, but now we're trying to reflect the nature. We're getting cooler, we're getting um, more muted, and your body needs that break so ideally exercise at about fifty to seventy percent of your capacity breathing through your nose the entire time and remember to balance your activity with adequate relaxation and sleep so that your tissues can rejuvenate properly that's when your growth hormone comes on is during sleep so One of the reasons I love fall and I love it is because it helps me sleep. The weather's just perfect. I put, I, you know, have a window open and I can sleep. So I want to talk a little bit more about yoga for the fall because we're talking about Ayurvedic medicine and it goes hand in hand with yoga. Incorporating a sense of warmth grounding, stability, and focus into your yoga practice has a profoundly calming effect on vada and can work wonders during the autumn. Your breath should be deep and fluid. So practice pranayama, which is yogic breathing exercises. Practice your nadis um, shodhana, which is the alternate nostril breathing alternate nostril breathing. Uh, Again um, look up YouTube videos if you don't know what I'm talking about This type of breathing is very balancing during the fall in your asana or your um, poses your yoga poses in your practice um, Choose vada pacifying yoga like I said warm up slowly and include some joint rotations for instance your shoulder joint and your hip joint they move in a complete circle they are the most mobile joints in your body make sure that if you can move these joints in a complete circle if you cannot move slowly and just go to the place where you know you can't go any further without getting hurt just go to that place and hold right there and then release everything is slow everything is with intention everything that you do is fluid grounding the hands and the feet on the mat whenever possible and avoid jumping between postures this is the fall where we're getting more muted Gentle flows like a relaxed sun sun salutation are perfect for vada. You can also uh, do the standing poses and the balancing poses like your mountain pose, your warrior poses, and your tree pose. Those will increase stability and strength, and they will ground you. Connect with the earth between each pose with um, cat-cow pose, okay? Cobra pose, child pose, thunderbolt. And again, you could email me if you don't know what these poses are. And I can, you know, maybe email you back some images or just look up Google Images or again, uh, yoga on YouTube. It will show you what these poses are. A way to quiet your mind is forward bend, such as the intense westward stretch very quieting to the mind but be careful with forward bends if you are um, if you're on high blood pressure medication or if you have anything that makes you a little dizzy um, maybe don't fold all the way forward and breathe deep breathing gentle inversions and in restorative poses such as legs up the wall are a very good choice for vata season close your practice with a long shavasana you um a couple weeks back i did a yoga nidra this is a really good time of year to do yoga nidra or a long corpse pose cover yourself with a blanket so that you don't get chilled okay moving along here um herbal teas as far as any herbal support. There's all kinds of herbal support that Ayurveda um, recommends, but I am not familiar with most of them. So I'm not gonna, you know, in quote, unquote, in- sell them here. Um, but again, there's herbal support if, if you wanna look into that. Again, be careful because Even natural medicines can mess you up if you don't take them properly, so you really do want to be under the direction of somebody who knows what they're doing. I know someone who is, um, I mean she swears by traditional Chinese medicine, and I swear by it too, but she was prescribed an herb, and you're thinking an herb is not going to hurt you. No, it like blew out her her gallbladder. So. Um, don't just buy something because, oh, it sounds good and this book said I should. No, make sure you're under the guidance of a practitioner who will dispense these um, properly to you. But anyway, I do bring up herbal teas because most of them most of us have the, these in our cabinet. So ginger teas, licorice teas, um, anything with cumin or coriander or fennel. These will help with proper digestion and with warmth. So that is the fall season. Now let's talk a little bit more about these so-called doshas, vada, pitta, and kapha. Um, Again, I'm being very basic with my information here. You'll have to dive into it yourself um, to figure out which dosha you are. So these three energetic forces of nature, vada, pitta, kapha, collectively known as the doshas, are one of the most foundational concepts in the tradition of Ayurveda and Ayurvedic diet. But what are they exactly? So in essence, the doshas are energetic forces of nature, functional principles that help us better understand ourselves and the world around us. So. Vata, Pitta, and Kapha are each essential. Each of them are essential to our physiology in some way. So no one dosha is better than or superior to any other. Each of them has a very specific set of functional roles that play out in the body. Now with that said, when the doshas are out of balance, they can wreak havoc on our health. It's helpful to understand the elemental composition and the broader role in the natural world of these doshas. In Ayurveda, the most basic building blocks of the material world are the five elements. Okay, so Chinese have five elements. Well, so does Ayurveda. Um, But they say that their five elements are ether or space, air, air, fire, water, and earth. Vada is characterized by the mobile nature of wind or air energy. Vada is characterized by the mobile nature of wind or air energy. Pitta embodies the transformative nature of fire energy. Pitta, hot, sharp, light, liquid, spreading, oil. And kapha reflects the binding nature of water energy. It's heavy, slow, cool, oily, smooth, dense, soft, stable, gross. And when I say gross, I mean heavy, not ugh. And cloudy or sticky. So... I'm here. Here it is. Here's this little quiz I'm going to give you. So again, this is very basic. Okay. here's the first question. My natural frame can best be described as. Actually, you know what? Before I do this, if you want to write this down, go grab a piece of paper and a pen. Put me on pause right now and then come back and turn me on again, and then we will proceed. Okay, so here is the beginning of our little basic dosha quiz. First question. My natural frame can best be described as A, slight and narrow, B, average with good muscle tone, Or C. Sturdy and strong. And then choose choose the best answer. Two, my lifelong tendency with weight has been A. I typically don't gain weight easily or I have trouble keeping it on. B. I can gain or lose weight easily depending on what I focus on. Or C. I tend to gain weight easily and can have difficulty losing it. Number 3. Most of my life, my body temperature has felt... A. Cold. My hands and feet are usually cold and I prefer warm environments. B. Warm. I am usually warm, regardless of the season, and prefer cool environments. C. Comfortable. I am adaptable to most temperatures. 4. In general, my appetite is... A. Inconsistent. My hunger fluctuates and I tend to nibble or sometimes forget to eat. B. Strong. I feel ravenous and can get irritable, irritable if I eat late. I don't like to skip meals. Or C. Steady. I tend to feel full for a while after meals and can comfortably delay eating if I need to. Five. In general, my stamina over the day is a mild i tend to start strong with lots of energy but lose steam b average but i can push myself with a mind over matter attitude when needed c enduring i have great stamina but don't typically like to test it number six My lifelong tendency with sleep has been A. I'm a light sleeper and awaken easily. B. I sleep soundly for shorter periods of time than most people. Or C. I enjoy deep, long sleep. Oh, I envy that. I'm obviously not that one. Seven. I prefer my daily routine to be A. Flexible and spontaneous. I like to mix it up. B. Goal-oriented and challenging. I enjoy long, productive days. C. Predictable and steady. I'm good at keeping a routine, and I like structured days. 8. Most of my life, I made choices. Or, I have made choices a spontaneously and spur of the moment based on how I'm feeling at the time, b precisely and confidently after researching options, or c slowly, or am um, I'm fine letting other people make choices. Nine. Overall, my temperament is... A. Enthusiastic. I enjoy trying new things. B. Purposeful. I am goal-oriented. Or C. easygoing. I like to go with the flow. And finally, number 10. Usually when under stress, I become... A. Anxious and worried. B irritated and impatient, C, withdrawn and unmotivated. So, if you tally these up, if you had mostly A's, you yourself are a Vata type uh, entity. Um, If you answered mostly B's, you are a Pitta. And if you answered mostly C's, you are Kapha. Now, you might find um, that you're equal in two of these, so you might, you might be both, um, but then that gets complex too. So again, this is just very basic. This gives you an idea where you are, um, but there's more complex uh, quizzes out there, um, and they will give you even more information. But that's, I just wanted to introduce you to it. Um, yeah, I just wanted to introduce you to that, um, Ayurvedic diet and, um, the idea of doshas. And again, this is, um, all about looking at the whole body rather than, okay, there's something going on with this organ or something going wrong with that tissue. We're again, looking at the entire body as its own universe and keeping that universe rocking and rolling as long as we can, as long as we're on this side of the ground. It is now time for Bedtime Stories from the Acoustic Bookshelf and I am going to read a poem called September Midnight by Sarah Teasdale. lyric night of the lingering indian summer shadowy fields that are scentless but full of singing never a bird but the passionless chant of insects ceaseless insistent the grasshopper's horn and far off high in the maples The wheel of a locust, leisurely grinding the silence, under a moon waning and worn, broken, tired with summer. Let me remember you, voices of little insects. Weeds in the moonlight, fields that are tangled with asters. Let me remember, soon we'll the winter be upon us, snow-hushed and heavy. Over my soul murmur your mute benediction, while I gaze. O fields that rest after harvest, as those who took part look long in the eyes they lean to, lest they forget them. Until next week, arrivederci.